Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chaldean News Radio Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Omar Binu. Of course, we all know that this crazy time that we're going through, and uh, I mean, this pandemic is is pretty historical. It's probably never happened in any of our, something like this has not happened in, in any of our memories in recent history, and uh, definitely a crazy time with the closed down, the, the lockdown and the stay-at-home order. Um, there are different businesses and companies around the state and around the country who are doing phenomenal work um, to assist in the prevention of the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Uh, with us today is Matt Lucia, uh, as well as Carol Lucia from Value Wholesale. Hi, both of you. Welcome on the show. Morning. Um, we also have with us Antonia Kassab as well. And Antonia Kassab is a, a volunteer. Um, and so, Matt, uh, this is a family business, Value Wholesale, right? Yes, Value Wholesale has been a family business since 1991. Okay, and what do you, what do you guys distribute? We distribute national brand grocery products mm -hmm. to independent grocers throughout the country. Okay, and so, and Carol also, uh, you are part of the uh, Value Wholesale as well, right? Yeah. Okay, so when did, uh, when did you, what initiated or what prompted you guys to start creating uh, these face shields, these masks that you've been creating, was it for now two weeks, right? Uh, I think we're going on week three now. Um, what prompted us was the fact that we already had 41 3D printers uh, that we used to produce retail products that we sell for one of our businesses. Uh, my brother runs that part of the company, and he was approached by a gentleman named Cliff who was looking for supplies to make face shields because he had a couple 3D printers of his own. Cliff informed my brother what he was making, and my brother uh, instantly decided to change over our print farm to start manufacturing these face shields. Oh, great. And so how many volunteers do you guys have working with you, you know, to help produce these? I have a, a list of over 25 people who um, volunteer some daily, some, you know, twice a week, three times a week. So I just choose, I make sure that we have enough space here mm -hmm. at the Hampton Inn in uh, Novi, which the Bacals have uh, donated to us. So we are using the space and I just, you know, spread people out and upon uh, how much work we have, we decide um, how many, you know, volunteers we do need for each day. Oh, great. So you guys, you guys kind of assign the volunteers then? Yes. I, uh, I pretty much head up this, this area for uh, the boys. I take care of the scheduling and taking care of the people who are here. Okay, so and what do you guys do as far as having them apply, or how does that work in terms of you know getting the volunteers? Um, I actually ask um, I ask them if they've been quarantined. I make sure that no no one's been sick in the household, and um, I try and get uh, as young as I could of uh, age, just to make sure they're healthy. And everyone here wears gloves and masks, and we all stay six feet apart. We have many uh, eight foot tables, and we also have many spaces we can use here. 
Okay, great. So everything takes place right at the warehouse then, right? No, no, no. We're at the Hampton Inn at 14 Mile and M5, as I said, with um, the Bacalls donating their hotel. We moved our, our we moved it out of our um, warehouse. So, Omar, we raised these funds to increase our print farm. We mm-hmm. purchased 65 more 3D printers, so we have 100 and um, 106 printers running. We didn't have enough space at the warehouse. So we had to move the print farm to um, a shopping center on 14 and five. And then uh, the Bacall family was nice enough to also um, let us use the hotel right here behind the shopping center that Ark and Jonah owns, um, who was nice enough to let us use that space. Gotcha. So they're being manufactured in the shopping center. And then we walk them over to the hotel because we needed more space to keep all the volunteers separated. Okay. And Antonia, um, when did you get on board as a volunteer? A couple weeks ago. She was one of the first. <laughs> nice. So how did that, what prompted you to get involved? Did you hear about it or were you approached? And how do you feel like, do you, do you feel like, are you worried, concerned, scared, you know, that you might catch it from somebody, you know, in this, while you're doing this? Not at all. I thought on Leanne Kermit's Facebook that she was volunteering, helping make these things and, you know, typical Antonia Kassab, always wanting to volunteer and help. I jumped on board for a few hours one of the days and a few more hours the next day. And then it's just been kind of a daily thing um, coming in. And it's not tiresome at all. I come in literally smiling and laughing because, you know, you're helping someone, sure. helping someone out, kind of paying it forward. Gotcha. Um, so uh, how many masks have you guys produced and like, what do you guys produce on a regular basis? We're at an average of a thousand masks a day. Yeah. We're up, we're up to like 13, 1400 right now. Yeah. So far to date, we've distributed 8,000 masks plus. Wow. We've distributed to uh, all all the local hospitals. And now with our print farm capacity being at 13 to 1400 capacity per day, uh, we have enough supplies and uh, God willing, the volunteers continue to help to manufacture for the next, I believe, 35 to 40 more days. Yeah, she just, they just announced, well, yesterday, I'm sure you're aware, they announced the stay at home is until May 1st as of now. So, um, you know, we'll see what ha- happens after that, I guess. So uh, hopefully they'll have, you know, things under control by then and, and you know, businesses will start reopening. Um, has this has this pandemic affected your business? It has affected value wholesale. Um, we because we're in the food business, we've obviously been very busy trying to keep up filling up um, our store shelves with supplies beyond just food, uh, toilet paper, which has obviously been very hard to come by. Sure. General merchandise. The industry has taken a huge change, where now a lot of the focus that we typically would focus on canned goods and food products. We're able to source most of that. We just can't get toilet paper. I don't have a single case of paper towel in my warehouse right now, which is just unheard of. And now we're having a big demand for cleaning supplies and disinfecting supplies, which typically we never had a demand for. Wow. Yeah, it's like people, <laughs> I don't know what the whole craze over the toilet paper has been. You know, it's like people are starting a collection or something, you know? I, I, yeah, I can't understand that one myself either, but it's, it's absolutely... Uh, insane how, how much toilet paper we sold before all this happened compared to now. Um, 
I, before we move on to anything else, I, I want to take a quick second to, to just thank our volunteers sure. who have given so much time, energy, and effort to assemble these face shields. And, you know, starting off with my mom uh, taking the reins and organizing all that, and a special shout out to Antonia as well as Amr Bali for their hard work and being on board with us here every day. They've been a great asset to the team. That's great. So, like, Antonia, are you there on a daily basis? Yes, I am. Okay. Probably here from like 10 to 6, 10 to 7, depends on the day. We're a team. <laughs> That's excellent. That's great to hear. Yeah. So when is this? We have a lot of volunteers that we stagger throughout the day, but me, Amr, and Carol are here all day, every day. That's phenomenal. I mean, hats off to you guys. Kudos, you know, that's that's great. And so is this, are you guys distributing these masks nationally or just across the straight, the state? No, just locally, uh, for now to local hospitals, mm-hmm. um, I, I have to say, I was so overwhelmed when we launched a GoFundMe to help raise some funds to purchase more printers and purchase the materials. We had set some goals and our first goal was hit within like 36 hours. Mm-hmm. Our community was extremely generous. To a point, I, I, I'm just blown away by it, and I want to thank everyone who has contributed to, to our GoFundMe to help raise. Every $2.50 you donated potentially could save one nurse or doctor's life, and it's so nice to see everybody support this cause during this time of need. You know, and it is amazing to see how this this whole pandemic has brought so many people together, and, you know, I think it's it was a reminder for us uh, of what we've been lacking in a way, you know? And I think it was, it's, it's great that so many people are showing, you know, that side of, of them again and are willing to, to help out and just work together again. It's great. Yes. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So what do you, how do you think that once this blows over, you know, how do you think this is going to impact the economy? Are you worried, you know, as far as your business is concerned, how do you think it's going to impact the economy in general? Well, I can tell you from a grocery standpoint, everybody would just assume that business is booming. And yes, we're very busy right now, but we're experiencing challenges that we typically have never faced. A lot of stores have decided to close down temporarily because they're just concerned about catching this virus. And you definitely cannot blame them. Right. Everybody wants to stay open and serve, but... A lot of the inner city stores, too, are smaller stores. And the biggest problem every store owner has actually faced is having their staff want to come to work. Mm -hmm. So everyone that might think the grocers are doing great, well, in reality, we are busy, but there's so many other challenges that are making this a very difficult time. Um, The grocers are pretty much at work alone. A lot of the store owners are doing everything from stocking the shelves at night to ringing the registers during the day. And they need to be applauded for their efforts during this time. Uh, grocers are definitely essential. Sure. And it's nice to see their work finally recognized. Uh, it's never been a glamorous industry. Right. But people realize how important they are to, to just the economy and, and people's survival. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, I have friends in the grocery business who own, you know, stores or supermarkets and they're still there every day. And I'm like, man, you know, these, these guys, you know, uh, these guys, the healthcare professionals, they all deserve 
accolades, of course, we know they're not looking for them, you know, but still it, it just takes a lot to get out there knowing that you could get hit with this thing, you know, and you, you still get out there and you still do what you got to do. So definitely. Yeah, a, few, a, a few friends of mine in the grocery business have actually caught COVID and are currently recovering mm -hmm. and, you know, they're putting themselves, obviously they're putting their families at risk just to stay open and serve the communities. Right. And obviously it goes without saying the healthcare providers deserve the biggest applause of all. They are truly heroes, absolute heroes Absolutely. for their hard work right now. I mean, God protect them. Yeah, definitely agree there. I mean, you know, uh, they're, they're definitely the, uh, the unsung heroes. And I think it's times like this that really bring out um, how much we should appreciate them. Cause you know, this yeah. is, uh, these are pretty hellacious times, you know, <laughs> test to yeah, say the least. Sorry, going back to your question on the economy, uh, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a tough time after this is over for different portions of business, you know, obviously hospitality, Mm -hmm. It's taking a, a big hit and it's going to be very tough to see a lot of people that are going to be out of work and then getting back into work. I think the government's PPP program is going to be a big help to a lot of small businesses. Um, very happy to see that being done by the U S government. And, you know, I think um, there will be some instability, but I think in the long term we can all pull together, just getting people back out back to their normal lives will really help stimulate the economy in my hopes, at least. Do you see a long-lasting recession coming out of this? I, I'm not a professional to say, but I definitely hope not. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I think we need to get people back to work personally. Yep. But, you know, I'm no economic advisor, so I really shouldn't chime in on that. Right. Well, um, yeah, I, I think like, you know, you were saying earlier about the hospitality businesses have been hit. And, uh, I mean, rest, restaurants... It's, I feel bad for them too, because they're, they got hit pretty hard. You know, I mean, I know people who've driven through Birmingham, you know, to get to work or whatever. They're like, man, this is crazy. It's like a ghost town and restaurants are probably the biggest makeup of Birmingham, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Who would have thought, I mean, who thought we'd ever see something like this in our lifetime? It's so sad. Yeah. So, so these volunteers, uh, do they get paid? No. Uh, they do not get paid, actually. Um, maybe one day we should start paying them, right, Antonia? <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're not selling these shields. We're donating everything we make to hospitals. We have okay. not sold them to anybody. We've been asked by many different people to purchase them, and our response is always the same. We have to supply the hospitals first. That's where they're most desperately needed. Mm -hmm. We would love to give them away to everybody, yeah. but, you know, we raise funds for... Uh, to donate these to hospitals, we have to stick to that, that promise that we honored uh, sure. when we asked people for, for donations. So, you know, after 35 or 40 days of manufacturing, um, the shields that we've actually raised funds for, right. that'll all be donated. And once we are done with that, if we want to keep making them and selling them, we will continue to do so. That'll just be based on whether or not they're still needed. Mm-hmm. How are you deliver? How are those? How are they being delivered to the hospitals? So Brian comes here um, in the evening and he picks up, you know, eighteen, twenty boxes, and he'll take them to hospitals. He has a list of hospitals who have called him and asked. So he kind of distributes a few here, a few there to get them by, and then, you know, we do the best we can each day to provide for which hospitals need mo need it most. 
Okay. And how many hospitals have you been working with? I'm going to guess around eight that I know of. I think it's wow. more than that, actually. You know what? Brian would have to chime in on that if yeah. he's not here, actually. He's actually out delivering some right now. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, phenomenal work. And uh, so after, like, if once this this ban lifts or this stay-at-home thing lifts, you know, uh, I, I kind of predict that the paranoia will kind of be there for a while. So yeah. my guess is you might still end up continuing to manufacture masks for people, just be even beyond like the hospitals and whatnot. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see whatever, whatever needs to be done, we're going to do. And I agree with you. Uh, it's going to be very strange. And I think the paranoia will still be there. Once this is done, I actually saw a great question yesterday on Derek Dickow's Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, will we continue to shake hands or will we ever go back to shaking hands after this? And it's something really to think about. Will we? Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to. Is the fist bump going to come back or, or be the new form of hello? Or is it going to be the foot slap? Who knows? I mean, we kiss each other on each cheek right now. Is that, <laughs> are we going to continue doing that? That's one thing I definitely think will go away. You know, is the the kissing on both, unless it's one of those old ladies that doesn't that doesn't pay any heed to, <laughs> to modern rules or or you know what's expected and what's not. You know, but other than that, yeah, I I think that's definitely gonna diminish if not go away completely. You know, it's just uh, it's just it is what it is, unfortunately. And I think I think that a lot of things are gonna change after this. Um, we were talking to uh, Shannon Doa yesterday and, you know, even they were saying that we're going to, we're going to limit uh, events. We're going to limit, you know, the dining room area after all this and whatnot. So I think things are going to change and who knows, maybe they'll be permanent. Maybe they won't. Yeah. yeah. Well, Everyone that's will all. definitely be more cautious. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Omar, Omar, I'd like to say something about the volunteers that have been here. They've, they've been wonderful and I want to, to thank all the people who donated food daily for us. We've had Pizza, Pizza Papa's coming today. We've had Jimmy John's, Anthony Thomas donated that. And we've had my cousin make food for us one day. We've we had the beautiful Tara Lucia make food for us all the time. So I just want to really uh, tell them how much we appreciate that because it really does help. We're here busy working. We don't want to think about food, but we've been blessed to have people help us out. So I just thank you so much, everybody, for who's really stepped up. Yeah, that's that's great. And again, like I said earlier, it's it's just great to see everybody stepping up to the plate and you know uh, taking each other's back. I think it's it's great. Uh, it shows you know our true ability to to unite you know in times like this. And like I said, I think it brought out a facet of our being that's been lost for a long time. You know, absolutely. And another thing too, um, Omar, we had a few very large donations from people that did not want to be named. I just sure. want to take this moment to, to say thank you to them. You know who you are. God bless you. God bless your families. Thank you very much. Cause those, those very large donations were very, very generous. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for being on here. Thank you, Brian, Carol, and Antonia. Uh, I, you know, we, from the Chaldean news, we wish you the best of luck in this mission and, and uh, the best of success in your business as well. You know what, if I could just say one more thing, one more person who deserves the most recognition for all of this is my brother, Brian. He started this project. He's been the backbone of this project from the start. 
and he deserves a, a, a great recognition for everything he's done. And he's been working, I can't even, uh, 13, 14 hours a day. He comes every here at day. midnight sometimes and changes the printers. I yeah. Mean, he, uh, Brian has been phenomenal. He couldn't be here for this podcast, but, but people need to know that he really stepped up and took head of this whole project. And this is all really because of him. Okay, great. Well, if, uh, if when, see, when we post this and he tunes in, he'll definitely hear that. So uh, great job, Brian. Great job to all of you, really. Uh, you know, keep Thank up you. the great work. Keep up the great work. Uh, hats off. And uh, God bless. God bless you, your family, and we wish you guys all safety and good Everyone health. Everyone be safe, stay well.